Welcome to A Love Worth Dying For, a podcast about the triumphs, challenges, and redemption of marriage and family life from a biblical worldview. We hope to challenge and help you cultivate a love of family truly worth dying for. We're Joseph and Janelle Banks, and this is What's Up. How's it going? And welcome to A Love Worth Dying For podcast. This is Joseph. And Janelle Banks. And we hope you're having a great week so far. This is going to be a very interesting podcast. We usually don't deal with modern, or not modern, but with um, different things that's going on in the culture. As not a, on the regular. Not on the regular. We, we mainly <laughs> well, talk about different topics which we feel are helping to build or solidify um, godly marriages but sometimes things happen in the culture or things happen on the news or things happen in social media that deals with family that we would love to talk about and bring up and I think this is a good time for this particular topic uh, this is about lessons to learn from Will and Jada Smith now I know that on Facebook they have a lot of live programs and Jada Smith has her red, it's called Red Table Talks, one she had with her mom and her daughter. Now, I don't know, was this particular, now Janelle saw it, I didn't see it, but I know about it quite, quite, quite a lot because of social media. It's almost like I watched it, but was it a Red Table Talk or was it just some other video which just that they brought up? Um, I think they actually had a red table talk, okay. but when I watched it, I don't think I paid attention to if it was a red table talk or you didn't not. See that but it, she was at the table okay. with him, so okay. yeah. So the I'm whole, thinking that she brought him to the table, right. or he brought her to the table, or something like that. And the whole issue really dealt with this topic of let's just this ultimately it's infidelity hmm. and because of somebody who supposedly they were trying to help you know Jada ended up um, having sex with the with a young guy and supposedly to help him or help some, him heal or some yeah. weird way of thinking about that and a lot of people have made lots of memes about Will Smith and his the way he looked and him being crushed like he was just hurt even though this is something which happened yeah. I was crushed I was hurt you was just, hurt I mean when I think about relationships I want for relationships to flourish and work out especially when we think about marital relationships because I know you know what a marriage stands for I know right. who created um, the covenant of marriage so right. in my mind Regardless of who you are, if you say you're married, I want for your marriage to be filled with love and to, um, you know, be something based on respect and, and trust, trust and, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. So for me, I was crushed, even though right. I don't have a like personal relationship with them or um, I don't follow them regularly or anything like that. But right. just to know, you know, a marriage um 
experience something like that, any marriage, right. it, it, it does kind of hurt. Yeah, whether it's Hollywood or not, you want marriages to to work. You want marriages to honor God. You want marriage to be something which people look highly upon. Mm-hmm. So this this podcast is going to be, it's not going to be a gossip podcast. It's not one we're going to talk about um, Will and Jada um, either getting on her or getting on him but we want to look at really what can we learn from this whole situation um what can we do as husband and wives to um better our relationships to strengthen our relationships and to get them on the right path prior to really getting in in a in the marital covenant because we've had some podcasts in the past um recently recent past we talked about dating, so preparing for marriage. Right. Well, let's let's just get into a few things first to kind of find out where we should go when it comes to marriage. Um, first of all, does marriage even mean something to you? You know, is it honorable? What does marriage actually mean? You know, for a lot of people to get married because they say they love somebody. But when you talk about the marriage covenant, what are you talking about? You know, do you see this thing as a man and woman coming together in the sight of God to glorify the one who brought them together? Are you seeing it as that? Do you see it as even a blessing from God? Is this something where you see that it's from God in the first place? I think that's where you need to start. Because the definition of marriage have gotten so skewered and so twisted and so so just 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 de- de- demoralized right. that people don't even know what marriage is. They just think of it as just two people getting together like, and living together for a while. Yeah. yeah, so they don't know the depth of marriage. They just know the the okay, this person you have it. Well, like you mentioned before about the love. Um, You're not saying you can't not supposed to love the person. Right. But it should be a higher love right. than the love that you have, the the um, the uh, um, eros love that you may have with that person. There exactly. need to be an agape love, which is a which is a heavenly love, a brotherly sister, not even a brotherly sister, but a, a godly love that you have for that person, mm-hmm. and that should ex- that should extend from the love you have to God. Yeah. That before you even get married, your love to God should be that solidified. Exactly. And um, it should be something where you you want the other person to have the same love for God. Right. So I just wanted to look up what Google says about love. Mm-hmm. And it has a few uh, definitions for it. So the first one says an intense feeling of deep affection. Mm-hmm. And the second one says a great interest and pleasure in something. So it it also kind of goes on to say a little bit about a deep romantic or sexual attachment to someone. That's that's the eros love. It's a Greek term which talks about that, like that that sensual type of love that you have from for one another, that attraction you have for one another. Right. But when we think about love biblically, like mm-hmm. we think about God and how we learn to love because he first loved us. Right. And we also want to look at first Corinthians 13, four through seven. Just the contrast biblically to the definition from Google. Right. So it says love is patient. Mm -hmm. Love is kind. 
and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. Mm -hmm. Does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. Mm. It's not provoked. Does not take into account a wrong suffered. Does not rejoice in unrighteousness, mm. but rejoices with the truth. And we know that only comes from God. Okay, going back here, verse seven. It bears all things, mm -hmm. believes all things, and hopes all things, endures all things. So that's the biblical version of or or answer or definition of what love is right. compared to just the it, the it didn't really talk Webster's. about that that physical romantic attraction here no. which is interesting but you you could tell that in order to have that physical attraction and it be genuine it be mm -hmm. um unselfish right. it be something that glorifies god You have to have all these things. It has to be based on truth. It has to be unselfish. Um, it no. has to be uh, focused on Christ, right. focused above, um, so that you could truly love that person. Yeah, and, and to have all those things that the scriptures say about love, you have to have a type of connection with the person that you're wanting to endure all these things with. You know, it's, it's not just something that you have with anybody it's something that is very special that you have with that person and um I, another part about this whole idea of, of marriage and and love that you have is the is a word which you don't hear people talking about but is the word that because of it or i should say the lack of it there's a lot of divorces and why divorce is very popular mm -hmm. people have divorce parties which is crazy to me yeah um but fidelity you know What does it mean to have a marriage that is that um that is infidelity and or that is I don't know if there, there's a a, ver, a verb for it for fidelious or something but uh <laughs> you know fidelity is something which is missing in a lot of our our um marriages it means that I'm staying with this person or Janelle I think you have the Google definition of it but uh. I think it means to like to Well, here it says faithfulness to a yeah, person. Faithfulness to a person, cause or belief demonstrated by continuing loyalty and support. So for a marriage, when you have when there's fidelity in the marriage, you are faithful to that person. You're saying that this is the only and person I'm going to yeah. put my I'm going to have my <laughs> my thoughts and affections that I share with. Mm -hmm. um, the only person who um, I am am satisfied with. When it comes to sexual relations, the only person that I will have sexual relations with, right. which is not only physical, but also mental right. and spiritual, mm -hmm. um, which I think the whole thing with um, Will and Jada, it was a sexual um, uh, derivative that happened right. where she ended up having sex with this younger guy. Doesn't mean right. if it was younger or not. Having sex with another person outside of their marriage. Right. And that is something which you have to understand that that hurts. I don't care what kind of um, and it just, it you just make, doesn't it's going to hurt her, but it also hurts her spouse, their children, 
other people that witnessed this or know that about hears them, about it. Like I said, I was a little hurt about it. Who, is, but, who respects <laughs> them, who are friends, who right. are family. It goes deeper than than just what you feel. Or the other thing is it can cause people who love and respect them to feel like I got to justify it because I don't want to look at them in a in a harsh or negative way. So now I'm going to make what they did not look so bad by right. saying, oh, it's just their business. They could do whatever they want to do. She could do what makes her happy. You know, right. he's still with her. You know, we start to almost look at things that are wicked and evil and we start to define them um as good right and even people in the church like i think this is expected from the world because the world don't know the light they don't know christ so they make up their own standards and they live by their own standards but when the church starts to say yeah, and when I say the church, I'm just talking about people not, not that. Not the Christ. Well, I'm just that, kind of people, just people who people claim to be, yet. or right, right. also just people that claim to know God and not and the universal him. church or the bride of Christ. Um, We're just talking about people who say they right that are part of the church and that they follow right. God, but yet their home girl or their favorite celebrity, they may like her show and she may have some things in her show that might be helpful, but in this situation, it's not right. You know, her motives based on her own, you know, words were not right. good motives. Right. You know, so, yeah, it's really twisted. And to speak on it. that, there's a verse in Isaiah 5, 21 through 21 that says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. So the Bible speaks out when people who try and twist things that may seem that which we know off firsthand we off the rip. That's not right. That is that's either wicked or that's that's untruthful or that's that's not that's not good. But then people say, you know, no, this is a good thing about it because that was the excuse in the whole thing with Jada. She said that she was trying to help somebody. And she was trying to help herself by saying she needed to feel good or something to that right. effect. But we will know that to take something which is which is wrong and then try and um, reverse um, um, psychologize it right. and to make it seem good where, hey, I, I, this is done in a, in for a good reason yeah. is not right. And that's right. what the world does. And that's what the Bible teaches us that people will try and twist these things and make mm -hmm. good evil or evil good. Everything from abortion to other stuff that go on in our country. Right. Try and make those things seem like, hey, there's this is actually a good thing, but it's really not. And really to go back to the other point we're trying to make about, you know, how would you think about marriage in the first place before you even get in even to this? Right. The Bible says this in Hebrews 13:4. Um, mm. Marriage is to be held in honor among all, mm. and the marriage bed is to be undefiled. Mm. For fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. Mm. So you understand that you know marriage is this thing which, which is a high honor, right? Because for one, and we'll get further into this, it was it was something that it was it was what God um, instituted in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Even before he brought the laws that um, he gave Israel, the Ten Commandments, and then the other laws that came after that, over 200 laws, 
he instituted marriage where he brought he got Adam and he brought made Eve out of his side his rib mm. and then he brought her to him and then you know he 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 solidified that marriage God brought marriage together so if you don't have a high view of marriage then all these things that we have in our um, our world our communities our culture our families are going to be led astray. It's going to be crushed. Yeah, it's going to kind of tear down your your marriage when you eventually get married because you're not standing on truth. You're not right. standing on something that was made to last because when right. God, God created marriage between male and female, he made it that those two individuals, mm-hmm. their marriage covenant would last until one of those persons Died right, so it's a, it's, a, it's a lifelong covenant that you have, and a covenent you make with God. You know, we, even when you get married, say, in the sight of God and your f- friends and families. You, mm-hmm. For for most marriages, some marriages, of course, those who are not Christian or those who are not religious or whatever, they may not say those words. But most usually, you have some type of saying of that type in right. in their marriage vows. You know, before in the sight of God and mm-hmm. family and friends. Um, so it's yeah. one of those things where we have to be mindful of what this is about. And right. but but I have some things you need to know. Like like I said, we've been having some podcasts talking about dating. I think we did about four podcasts about dating. What are your expectations of marriage before you even get in it? Right. Like before you even get married, what are your expectations of the marriage of your spouse mm-hmm. about your future? Do you even have any? And those are things you need to really look at because you're, like Janelle said, if you're going to be in this lifelong relationship with this person, you have to know something about what it is you're getting into. Right. It's like and, any type of relationship. marriage is a beautiful thing, but like with anything, there's always going to be um, some challenges. There are always going to be some struggles, but it doesn't mean you give up on a good thing because there's challenges and struggles. Right. Those are really opportunities to enjoy that good thing even greater or to grow stronger and deeper Mm -hmm. um, in your marriage as you experience things in which you support each other you know you're loyal to each other and not like how the world looks at love and marriage as something that hey when I lose that attraction you know it's (laughs) over when I lose you know how I my interests then, or if someone you know, gets sick or some, something. Yeah, well, like you know, medically, just, we know right. things happen to people. We also know, you know, our hormones as women and even men. Sometimes, right. like, you may not be all Maybe the interested in your, your sexually attracted, right? for a moment in time. It doesn't mean that that will be um, something lasting, but it may be at that certain time, you're like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. But you got to be able to communicate that. Right, right, so if right. if you're not feeling that, it's not to say you don't love your spouse, but you have to be on a level of communication with your spouse mm-hmm. that you're hearing each other, you're understanding. Because the one thing we look at with communication is it's not just me talking to you. Because right. there could be times like we talk to each other and I might feel like, you're but he's not, like he's just not hearing me. He's not right. understanding me. And that's right. what we... That's what you aim to communicate for is for someone to understand you. And even more so with your spouse, someone that you 
are in a lifelong relationship with in which there's loyalty and support you're gonna have to work at that understanding if you're already married Mm -hmm. and that person is not understanding where you're coming from and there was a lady at church that said her um daughter they pray about everything even their sex life and when she told me that i was like wow that's 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 good. That's good. That's good advice. Like not like she was telling me I need to pray about my sex right. life, but I received it as like, oh yeah, that's something I could pray about too. Right. And I mean, as married people realizing like God has given us intimacy for us to enjoy each other, um, each other, and not, it not, not be a else. selfish that's, way. It's right. not be like, oh, I'm gonna get mine, as the world says, but right. as I want to be pleasing with my partner and I want to, first of all, glorify God in that. Right. So. Right. And it's, it's even a verse that deals with that. Okay. <laughs> in first yeah. Corinthians seven, one through five, it says now concerning the things about which you wrote, this is apostle Paul um, writing. Okay. It is good for a man not to touch a woman, but because of immoralities, each man is to have his own wife mm. and each woman is to have her own husband. The husband must fulfill his duty to his wife mm. and likewise also the wife to her husband. Right. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, also the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Mm. Stop depriving one another, except by agreement for a time so that you may devote yourselves into prayer and mm. come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control mm. so yes the yes. word of god knows about our human condition and yeah. all the situations that we're going to go in so you know if there was some self-control about the situation and i'm not even talking about just jada but anybody right. a lot of this infidelity would not go about because you know satan don't really care who he harms he's, nope. he's trying to he's trying to bring everybody <laughs> to go to hell with everything. him he want everybody to come to hell with him and because of sin, we're all destined. But because through Christ, we can have life and have life everlasting, not only for eternity, right. but also have have a good life here on this earth where we can glorify him, God on this earth um, in our relationships right. and knowing that, you know, I am not my own. You know, my wife, you know, my body is for my wife. My wife's body is for me. And if there is a time like Janelle saying that because of something that, you know, we're not jiving right and we, we separate not talking about separating our marriage, but we don't um, have physical intimacy. That there's a time we like, you know, we can we can just go to prayer and just pray about the situation, ask God to help, read, and then we can come read back the together. Word, read God's word to remind you that yeah, there may be a time you separate to right. to pray and um, just to you seek know, Him, seek right. Him, and seeking Him it just brings you back to where you need to be because. We don't always keep these scriptures just on the top of our heads unless right. we're like hopefully they're in our heart, but yeah, we don't have memorizing like the, all right. of them. But there may be some key ones that you may say, Okay, I really struggle with this particular thing. So I'm gonna memorize this particular scripture because I need to see it more often than maybe other scripture because right. this is an issue, you know, in First Corinthians ten thirteen it tells us that um, you know, no uh sin is is something that we experience just individually, but it's mm-hmm. common to man right. and that God allows an escape for it. So that means 
Just because I'm tempted, I don't have to give in to that temptation. Right. But knowing the word of God and going to him in prayer, seeking wise counsel, all of those things are helpful. Now, in the case of being a married couple, hopefully you have good communication with your spouse. And if not, get to it and start communicating about things that might be bothering you, right. things that you might be concerned about. Don't take it to... As people would say, mama and them and yeah, some people your don't friends yeah. and all of that. Like, you don't need to go there. It just first to. should be your spouse that you're discussing your concerns with. Right. And sometimes it's going to take more than one conversation. But right. that's what communication is all about. It's, right. it's ongoing um, and it's, it's, it's respectful. So you shouldn't be like cursing your spouse out or raising your voice or calling them you know names to put yeah. them down even the word of god says you know be angry but do not sin right so you can so, be even upset oh, yeah. about them about certain things but doesn't cause you to sin Sin against them right. exactly and that goes back to love where it talks about you know it's not self-seeking right and um when we are hurt that's a hard thing for a lot of us to admit but if you're seeking christ and you're seeking to honor him and to love your neighbor your closest neighbor your spouse then yeah you're going to have to um really trust god and all of that right and another thing you need to think about even before getting in marriage is make sure that on um, the bible talk about being equally yoked mm. now the whole idea of being yoked is in even in some cultures still now when they have the oxen the oxen they have this big um wooden type of a neck brace that they put on the two oxen mm -hmm. so that when they're tilling the the fields the oxen are going the same direction same speed and they are together and they're not they can't separate mm -hmm. so that yoke is put around their necks to keep them together going the same direction that's the same way a marriage should be that like we're saying the bible is equally um said equally yoke mm -hmm. you should be with somebody who's going the same direction as you in a spiritual sense so if you're a Christian, you should be trying to find somebody um, who is a Christian to marry. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if Jada or Will's. I heard somebody say or I heard something in the past about Will maybe. I don't know if he's a Christian or he just was raised in the Christian homes. A lot of people say they're raised in Christian homes, but they're not Christian. Right. Because um, you could know. You can, all, you, you can know all you know, about even Satan the Bible and, the and stuff like that. Know about oh, yeah. Jesus, but, yeah, they should, but they, that but they, doesn't mean they, they fear reverence. and tremble. You know, they they fear um, and tremble. They know who he is. They know that that Jesus is is God in the flesh. But following but, um, and believing, following and believing, submitting and, yeah, to Him as Lord. That's and something Savior, totally different. Yeah. So you have to make sure that the person that you're getting involved with spiritually, they're on the same wavelength as you. That they're going the same direction as you. Um, that they are. You pray that there will be maturing in right. the faith as you, or if. If I know my wife always tell me to water her, she wants to water with the word. I, I know I need to, I need to water her more with the word. But that's yes. but but to see her, she has been growing herself, having Bible studies with her her sister and other people and teaching the Bible, and she's been growing so much that it's like you know I, I need to I need to step my game up <laughs> with her. But but it's it's a, it's amazing to see her growing in the scriptures and desiring to know more about the word of God and desiring God to live gracious. a. Designed to live a life that that glorifies him um to to the best of her ability so and and, and living in that truth 
So those are things you have to think about, you know, before marriage. So, okay. So what about our listeners? Because I know this not necessarily a, a dating series. What about our listeners that are married to unbelievers? Do you have? Yeah. The Bible says that if you are married to an unbeliever, you live as a believer before them. Mm -hmm. um, praying for them and prayer for your life could then lead them to Christ. Right. Um, you are not to it doesn't Bible doesn't say to you divorce. That's not a um, a reason to divorce. Right. The only reason that the Bible states to divorce is um, if there's a, a infidelity. Now we're right. talking about infidelity. We're talking about if you if your per, your spouse is going out having sex with other women um, or, or other, other men. Yeah. Um, that is a, a way to divorce. And I would even say if there is, um, I'm, I'm trying to think uh, if I don't know if there's a a verse that talks about just physical abuse but i think that's something that is a very um harmful and i think that may be something harmful, where you can find scripture i don't i don't think scripture actually I don't think say scripture that says that you you can separate right and and that's why it's so important to really I mean, focus just to call, on call police and stuff because that's something yeah where you can, obviously yeah you, can you would get in touch with somebody to to have that person and hopefully being being arrested or being confronted will will hopefully be able to talk to that person because then that person might get help because that person may need to have some counseling or some other type of thing if that person is getting to a, a abusive um, stance uh, getting to abusiveness um, to the to the spouse. Mm -hmm. But the Bible doesn't specifically talk about that probably because that can possibly be um, helped. But the whole idea was somebody physically sleeping with somebody and which this is an act which can not only cause children but um the whole idea with the bible call says it laying down with somebody you are it's, it's this is one of the most how can i say it <laughs> it's one of the most intimate and deepest ways that a man and a woman can be with one another to physically connect to one another right. um and that's something which, like I said, when even with the video, the time of how the, the hurt that even even four years later, the hurt is seems that Will still had in his eyes, and I've seen the picture of his of his, of his face, and you know there's something different when your spouse shares that intimate space with somebody other than you. That does something to you. That that. It's, it's even for some people they always say it's even worse than being being hit by somebody mm. now I've, I've never hit my wife and she never hit me and we've never been never had we've had arguments stuff that we've never been physical to that point but to think about how you know if she was to hit me would it hurt more for her to hit me with her fist or for her to have had sex with another man it would hurt me for her to have sex with another man than for her to physically hit me because that means that she and somebody has done something which the bible says the marriage bed is undefiled that's something for us to do that's something between her and i in the in the sanctity of our of our bed and not for her to go in somebody else's bed and that is that that that's a mental thing which which hit which which harms you um a, a physical you can brush off and you can heal from but this is something which is a spiritual connection that even some people say that even after they've had um sex with somebody 
they still remember it. It still is there's a, a connection with that person. Mm-hmm. You know, flashes of that person's face will come by their um, right. eye. Possibly people even while you're saying with, a, your spouse, with your spouse, yeah. saying their name. You can hear about people that's happened, and people say, "Wait, you know." So you have to understand. There's a reason behind that. The sex is yeah. between, be between the husband and the wife that God has put together. So it, it goes deeper than just than, than just oh, it's, it's just it's just an exercise. It's more than just that. It's it's, it's a deeper um, experience. And um, it's something which you have to be very mindful of when you're when you're getting with somebody, because this is something that's that's supposed to be a lifelong, as you say, it's supposed to be a lifelong journey right. with this person. But um, but know that if you are in a relationship where you um, have a spouse that is an unbeliever, that you're still to love them yeah. in the way that the Bible tells us to um, love our spouses. Right. And um, also, you know, do we feel that Christians get entangled? You know, you know, we know about in the scriptures, <laughs> the one the one verse uh, people like to bring up sometimes to I don't say to denounce um, Christianity or, or the Bible, but um, they'll talk about how David what David did to get with Bathsheba mm. and the lengths he went to to get with that woman. Right. He saw her taking a bath on the rooftop. Like if you've never did. read the Bible before and you read that chapter, you would be very confused. Like you would almost be am like, I, am, wow, am I reading like a, Bible, one of those like romance a, novels? Romance or you're like, oh, this modern day drama right here. Yeah, you know, well, the Bible talks about, st- I mean, the thing you about know, it, people, Nothing's new under the sun, right? Nothing is new under the sun. And scriptures talk about all forms of life. The Bible is showing how God has redeeming man. So man is wicked and man is sinful and man Mm. do what man do. And yes, even the greatest people of the Bible. David uh, uh, was a man after God's own heart. They still sin and sinned. I mean, no big wasn't it was, <laughs> and you know, only person who did not sin was Jesus Christ because he was God. Yeah. But David, he, he to get with this woman, he went to have her husband so killed. He committed adultery. He lied. He was deceptive. He and he was trying to cover it accessory up to when murder, she got murder. pregnant. You know, he was accessory to murder also. Yeah. And so, Crazy. but but he was also a man who he's like one of those people. <laughs> I'm, I'm, don't sound kind of weird. He's like he was like the. <laughs> okay, I'm not going. I was gonna say he's the Tupac of his time, but nah, that's right. not. I'm not gonna say that because you know, he understood the depth of his depravity. He understood who God was. He understood, you know, he tried to do these things where he was in the moment. He did it without thinking and trying to cover it to up. cover it up. Mm-hmm. But then his sense came. You know, some people they lose their mind and. It, it stays lost but he was even able to come back to his senses and understood how he was if you read the psalms you'll see how just hurt he is and the woe that he felt because of his own sin what he did so you know christians so we that have to understand brings that out the idea of repentance and right. the difference between you know someone committing adultery that's an unbeliever versus someone that may commit adultery that a is believer. a believer yeah because believers have committed have committed adultery and have gone outside the bedroom and think about it you have to be careful because before even the physical happens there's a mental mm. you know whether it's pornography whether it's looking at um people walking by whether and, it's seeking out uh 
relationships that may be emotional because i think we talked right. about that the other day in um sunday school about um you know men possibly counseling women and, and right. or or people a man praying with a woman or a woman praying with a man that's not their spouse right those can be um i guess gateways or entryways to developing deeper relationships mm. with someone that you never intended to you may have just been dealing Right, right. With some hurt, some emotional hurt, but some this person physical deal, hurt. But this person this praying person with you. Praying with you. Prayer is very spiritual. Yes, it's, it's very, very intimate. intimate. Yes, yes. Um, even you said that even when I prayed with you. Yeah. That that was. Yeah, that was that was like the. A confirmation song. Well, I think. <laughs> well, I don't want to say confirmation, but in a way it was like. Almost like I knew that. Christ was in you and that's what I wanted in a spouse that right. that made me attracted to you like for me I wasn't necessarily I didn't have into, the muscles into uh, <laughs> physical attraction per right. se although I was attracted to you physically but if that was it if I was only attracted to you physically I don't think I would have been like this is the guy I want to marry right. you know right. but it was and I don't think we would have um gotten to know each other as quickly if prayer was not a part of it all i don't right. even know if how how that would have worked out but god knew right. god knew i needed um you to pray with me and um you to be sincere in your prayer and um concerns and things like that and right um that's just a blessing when you can have someone pray with you yeah. Um, or pray for you even when they're not praying with you. And whether it's male or female, it's, you know. But you got to be it, mindful. It, right. But you got to be mindful that if you are a female counselor, you shouldn't be um, just meeting with males. And I know in the secular world is a little bit different because they don't follow the law of the land. So obviously, if you're a Christian um woman and you work in a counseling situation you just have to be very guarded and right. you have to set your own set of boundaries and then also just look to see how does that fit in with your job because obviously with your job you're not necessarily praying with clients which you could but that probably is not the main aspect of your job but you gotta be careful of how um how intimate you're getting with the client because in counseling situations you may not be sharing intimate details, but the client may be, or the counselee may be, and hopefully there's no um, inappropriate boundaries right. happening in those situations. So you have to be guarded. Um, right. Just like in your marriage, you got to be guarded with the relationships you're forming, whether it's other church members, whether it's uh, at your job or other functions things like that that you get get in even with family sometimes groups of people family members getting around you have to just be guarded on on um, the boundaries you set for your marriage and right. the boundaries you set with relationships with other people particularly other people of the opposite sex right and that's one of the issues which happened with jada and and will is that jada she became um a, a, almost like a counselor for that young guy who was with which she was not a counselor but she ended up getting entangled with him because of the um uh this this uh connection that she had with him physically 
and she did not give him herself um which before I said she's not a counselor anyway but she ended up using that situation almost like he's a counselee and end up getting in this entanglement. And it was imp- inappropriate because also that was a, a, a friend, a peer of her child. So, yeah, right. that was just inappropriate. Just a, it was just Bound- not in- boundaries should have been set, things right. like that. And, and because those boundaries you know, were not set, that's where... You or know, they broke boundaries. I don't know. You know, Satan was able to come in and, and make a, a bad situation worse. Well, we're going to, last part we're going to talk about is like how not to get entangled. And I, I kind of wrote these things down because we, we understand, we talked about what marriage is about and talked about, you know, love and these things. But ultimately, we want to talk about, you know, who, you know, marriage for one is not for you. And I know when I first said these, Janelle was like looking yeah. at me like, what was it? What, what do I mean? You know, <laughs> for one, marriage is not for you. The whole idea of marriage is that marriage is a representation of Christ and his church. In the book of Ephesians 5, um, chapter 5, verses 31 and 32, it says, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. The whole um, uh, visual of marriage, the man and the woman, the husband and the wife, represents Christ and the body of Christ or the bride of Christ, which is the church, the Christian church. Mm-hmm. And that symbolized that unity that Christ had with the church and that bond that Christ had with the church. And that is a symbol that showcases the world, showcases to the world so they can understand, so they can see a visual of what Christianity should look like. The church um, uh, um, bowing down before her king and, 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 and respecting um, her king and 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 loving her king and the and the Christ giving his life for the church. That's how a husband and wife should should be towards one another. So marriage is is not for you, but it's for others to see. Others others to see the Christ in you, to see the love of the gospel and the light of the gospel in you. Mm-hmm. And next, marriage is not by you. It's not nothing that man created. It's not a man created construct. We talked about it before. And I'll read this. Uh, it says in Genesis chapter 2, this is verses 15 to 23. It says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was his name. The man gave names to all the cattle and to the birds of the sky and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not a found a helper suitable for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. The Lord God fashioned into a, into a woman the, the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, and shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. So the whole idea is that marriage was not even by us. God created marriage. He's the one who created man. He's the one who created woman. And he brought the two together and said, you are going to be one. 
And even Adam recognized that said flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone mm -hmm. and gave her name. He named all the animals of the of the of the field or whomever the animal God brought to Adam. He gave it a name, but he gave this one creature, this one, this person God made from him, woman from the womb of man comes woman. Mm -hmm. And he and he and he saw that she was good. Right. And, and, you know, it's even the one thing that God saw it was not good of all things God created in the in the in the six days of creation he, he rests on the seventh of all those days he said it's not good for man to be alone mm. that's one thing he said was not good so mm. and i think that could apply we can take application from that as mm. in we're not created on an island by ourselves right we isolated them that's right. where we develop relationships so you have your marital relationships you have your support system you have your family and so on and so forth because right. um god doesn't want for us to be alone so for those of you that are single although you may not be in a marriage relationship <laughs> you should still be developing friendships and right. other um types of relationships with people right and then lastly marriage is not about you what? and what i meant by <laughs> marriage is not about you you know we get so we live in a very prideful and selfish culture right. it's all about ourselves about, about me 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 and me culture doing me like within yeah. the past maybe you know 12 years or so YOLO, that's all i've been hearing is, all that do me you know do you or your, do live your me, truth live your yeah. truth which don't even make too sense truth is not something like all of those be, are just it's, it, it's all selfishness okay, yeah. it's, and, and it doesn't go along with the second greatest commandment as um love your neighbor as yourself that means Right. If you want the best for you, then you need to love your neighbor in the, in, in that same way, wanting um, and providing, if you can, the best for them as right. well. And since your wife or your husband is your closest neighbor, you know, you should be about sacrificing yourself for that mm, person. You yeah. know, doing, And none of us get to done right perfectly. No. It's not done perfectly. We make mistakes. We're growing, you're growing your marriage. But every we should day, have the mind year. for it though, and the heart and desire for it. Because right. if you don't have the desire, then it's not gonna happen. But right. if you have the heart and mind for it, then even when you mess up, um, you will look forward, you will repent if you'll repentance be right. is needed. You'll be humbled. Um and yeah. then you will move forward in trying to please your uh spouse. Yeah, because you respect and you love your spouse. And you want the best for them and you want to treat them properly. And because of that, you want to have other relationships you have outside of your spouse will be carried on in a, in a proper way. Right. And hopefully, you proper know, boundaries and honoring right. to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So that we'll be able to glorify God, even in our marriage and not go down some of the entangled streets that mm. have that have entangled others aka for adulterous so <laughs> adultery Sinful. basically infidelity right. yeah. all those words but have played people for so long so hopefully you'll be able to go down a road that will lead to a long lasting um beautiful relationship i love that will flourish forevermore that's yep. that's from our, yeah. um, from our, from our 50 years 15 our, years and counting yeah from our wedding i love that will flourish forevermore so we hope you definitely got something from this podcast. It was one which we felt need to be injected here right. in our in our podcast platform. And we definitely um, hope that you get something from it that you'll learn and hopefully that you'll grow 
Exactly. The, the 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 one thing we pray is that our listeners will grow mm-hmm. um, in their um, relationships with with um with one another and in their family relationships. In their relationship their kids with Christ, as and well. grow in relationship mm-hmm. with Christ. That you will honor and glorify God in this in this beautiful covenant relationship that you have, and be able to teach your kids about this so that they can end up um, getting in healthy, um, God fearing, Christ honoring marriages. So this has been a love worth dying for. Hope you enjoyed it. Definitely make sure to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast on the different podcast platforms. And until next time, this is Joseph. And Janelle Banks. And like I said, it's a love worth dying for. Take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to a love worth dying for podcast. We hope you were encouraged, educated, and blessed by the show. Hope to see you back again on our next episode. You can check us out on Twitter at Love Worth Dying For or email us at a love worth dying for at gmail.com. So until next time, grace, peace, and love to the glory of God.